Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church and counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. We are back in studio. And Sean, I know you hate it when I say that, right? You don't yeah, like it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, we are back in studio. And I'm running the soundboard. So You are. Sean is running the soundboard. So if you guys hear any glitzy the sort of sounds. exceptional improvements. Yes. Feel free to reach out and let us know. <laughs> yes. Topics at speakthetruth.org. Uh, no. Um, or it could actually get really bad and then you know, lot, lots of complaints head my way, right? Eh, no. No. Okay. no. It's good. Anyway, anyway, we are back with our mini-series in Counseling Through the Psalms, and today we're going to be focusing on Psalm 71, uh, really talking about God's faithfulness and how we apply God's faithfulness in the counseling room. And so Jeremy's going to walk through his... Uh, one of his contributions in Counseling Through the Psalms ABC resource uh, book. It's the green one for those of you who uh, like to know colors and things. And uh, you can go to the ABC store at christiancounseling.com and find uh, that ABC resource there. And we're going through Counseling Through the Psalms right now. Jeremy, how are we doing? I'm doing great. Good. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's 2022. Good to be here. It's, uh, it's nice to actually say your name on the podcast. Yes. It's, it's been a little while. Uh, 2021 and 2022 have, have been. Uh, Pretty rough years, and so we're 2022s starting to starting to look pretty good, and we're yes. here. Sean, how you doing? Not tough years, just let's say years of growth for all of us, yeah. right? I meant tough, like as in busyness. Yeah, you know. No, and, I mean I'm sure it's it's obviously been tough for yeah. a lot, especially Jeremy, right? With COVID, are you fully recovered at this point? I'm not. Oh goodness, still in it. Still working on getting better. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Like uh, I don't know about you, but like even just like my lungs, like how yeah. quickly I get winded. Yeah, like. Um, Michael, that's not really good. That might just be out of shape. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love how you blamed that on COVID. I don't remember being that Uh, winded. I don't remember okay. being that winded. Yeah, we need to work out, babe. That's why. <laughs> that is but, true. But however But but Jeremy, back to Jeremy, it's it's COVID. <laughs> yeah. Uh but Tammy posted that video of you at the conference on our oh, social yeah. media. I love those little video clips that she's doing. Um and I just I remember noticing like your you know, your mm-hmm. rasp and your voice, the mm-hmm. fact that you had literally just recovered and you were so committed to come to the conference. Yeah. I was blown away by your faithfulness and serving us in that way. But you could just tell like, you know, you were still kind of breathing and yeah. stuff like that. So it's still having long-term effects on you, huh? Well, I'm much better than that. Yeah. But you know, good. every night pretty much I have to get up and take a breathing treatment and, mm. but I'm better. I'm back in the gym running on treadmills. Oh, there good. you go. So good. that's been a development in the last couple of weeks that I'm excited about. Good, yeah. good. So I think that's like one of the growths of COVID, right? Help us yeah. all like say, hey, we got to take care of our health. Mm-hmm. Very serious, which is good that you're actually doing a holistic track again this year at the conference yeah. as well. So yeah, that, there's a little plug. You want to you wanna talk about that for a moment? Well, you know, the Call to Council conference is fast approaching. We're back in our April date, which is really good. Yes. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. And so even though we had a quick turnaround, I'm, I'm really pumped about um, just... Uh, we still have our people coming. We've had pretty good registration, so I'm excited to see, uh, you know, our our uh, ABC family again, our training leaders, and all the counselors and pastors that come out. And so it's really exciting. 
Uh, but we're like, what, five weeks away, I think. Or less, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Four? Yeah, four. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Ah, I think we're ready. We're, we're prepared. Yeah. But if you haven't registered yet, if you're listening to this and you haven't registered yet, get on calledtocouncil.com. And, and you can do live stream also. That's true. Yeah. If you can't make it in, not, you know, pay for the travel arrangements, you can do live stream. And this year, our live stream track is the domestic abuse that is led by Greg Wilson. And he's got a, an incredible team. Uh, that helps him lead out on that. So like Darby Strickland, Beth Broom, Chris Moles, mm. and so uh, Kristen Christensen. And so that's a killer track for everybody. And not only you, maybe get a few people in your church group, you know, to mm-hmm. live stream it in and you guys all watch it together and talk about it. But uh, yeah, so sorry, we got a little sidetrack, no, Michael. There, that is but... not, that is a purposeful sidetrack. Yeah. That is an yeah. intentional, hey, if you haven't registered, get on it. One of the things I actually love is just like as I'm in the lobby and just watching the experience of people, it's so fun. Like we're there to learn. But what I really love about ABC, one of my favorite things is just the community. You know, like everybody is there around like-minded counselors. Some of us are on Zoom calls all the time in all these different states and we're finally together. And so it's just really fun to just be a part of that. And so I'm excited that we get to see each other in a few weeks. So anyway. Yeah, good, good. All right, let's get to scripture. Yeah, getting into Psalm 71. Jeremy, take us out, man. Yeah, well, this is is a very encouraging psalm because you you find David, his his strength is spent. uh, His enemies are planning against him and... I just love how in the midst of that uh, stressful situation, you see David start reflecting on God's faithfulness in Mm. his youth. You know, in counseling, people are coming to us and they are in distress, uh, whether it's marriage or depression or anxiety, or maybe they're struggling with some sort of addiction or, or anger. If they, if they allow their circumstances or their emotions to be their reference point, uh, then it really gives them a, a very despairing outlook on their lives, on their situation, on the process of change. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times in our therapeutic culture, people are very inclined to pull up their bootstraps and put more energy into the, the process, which that is important to be able to put effort in. But it's very important that we as counselors don't let uh, don't point people to that as their reference point. Mm-hmm. We want to because it's like it almost becomes their point of faithfulness, that's, right? It's that's like correct. They're putting faith in their ability to do something versus God's ability to do something. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And David here, you know, he he in the present moment he is considering how his enemies are are planning against him. But you you watch him just remembering the good things that God has done for him. And so I think in counseling that can be a very helpful. Uh, a helpful pointer for people just to begin to reflect on their own lives. Because uh, in the counseling situation, that's a point in history. That's a point in time. And sometimes people get fixated on that. And it can be helpful for them to reflect on their past and remember the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness of the Lord in saving them, prayers that he's answered in the past, uh, how his mercies have flourished, Mm. and uh, get them to focus on that and not their current situation can uh, just open their minds and their hearts to something that's more hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like that because it's like you can have emotional journal homework and where they're always, you know, digging into kind of what's going on in their heart. But this is such a different perspective of looking at the past and just seeing God's faithfulness and his steadfast love mm. in their life. That's so good. I don't know if I do that enough, actually. Now I'm thinking about it in counseling. 
I love that. And so you use Psalm 71 to help stir that? with Yes. Just okay. David, he models that beautifully in, in this psalm. Uh, and then as we've talked about in previous podcasts, uh, turning that into just prayers of gratitude. Uh, it's very important what, you know, we are, we, we need to be watchful over our hearts. It's the wellspring of life. Mm-hmm. And part of our hearts are, what are we thinking about? What are we believing? And so when we begin to think of God's goodness, and we don't even have to just rely on our experiences, we can go to the Word and look at promises that are there that are true, even though we may not feel that in the moment, mm-hmm. uh, and and really teach people the the art and discipline of gratitude, mm-hmm. that living in a, a mindset of gratitude every single day. And mm-hmm. it's not uncommon for me when uh, I'm pointing people in that direction uh, to have them just go to the basics of life. You know, do they have clean water that's coming out of mm-hmm. their faucet? Do mm-hmm. they have air in the middle of a hot summer? These are things that we take for granted in the West, when in reality, those are profound blessings of a loving and kind and gracious God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those first world conveniences that mm-hmm. we oftentimes forget. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good word. And then you see there's a transition here in this psalm where David is, he's, he's remembering God's faithfulness. He's asking God to remain faithful in the midst of his struggle. And then there's this, this uh, transition, somewhat of a transition around verse 21, where he begins to just glory in God's character. You will increase my greatness and comfort me again. I will also praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing praises to you with the lyre. O Holy One of Israel, my lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you, my soul also, which you have redeemed. Mm -hmm. And my tongue will talk of your righteous help all the day long, for they have been put to shame and disappointed who sought to do me hurt. And so you just see David launch into this this place of worship, mm-hmm. you begin to see the allegiance of his heart. And I think when we're in the midst of troubling times or troubling emotions or troubling relationships, um, where the mind goes uh, automatically can often reveal to us allegiances in our hearts that we really need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Allegiances that could be idolatrous or covetous and uh, as we all know in biblical counseling, these are issues of worship. And so if my if my primary prayer is God make me feel better, or my primary prayer even is God make my marriage better, those are beautiful prayers, and we should be praying them because we're called to pray the desires of our hearts. But but if that's the center of our prayer, if that's the if that's the primary goal of our prayer, then we might want to pay attention. You know, in James chapter four, uh, when James is talking about human quarreling and human relationships, uh, there's a verse in there where he says, uh, "Your prayers aren't being answered because you're praying with the wrong desires or the wrong motives." Yeah. Uh, and so in the in the heat, in the struggle, in the battle. Uh, Our beliefs can expose our allegiances and our desires, which becomes a great place to land in terms of counseling people. Yeah. Mm, That's good. That is really good. Mm -hmm. So how would you, Jeremy, in kind of laying the groundwork there, how would you kind of walk this through in the way that you laid it out in the book with the maybe in session or out of session? How would you walk uh, the counselee through this particular psalm on God's faithfulness? Yeah, well, after session assignments, the things that I put down was basically one of the things was what I was just saying. What does your demeanor reveal about your allegiances? What does your demeanor reveal about your functional loves in the midst of this tough emotion, tough relationship? And I'll, I'll probably send them home with that question and have them pray about that and come to their journal several times that week and just consider their hearts in a very honest way. I 
also will ask them to begin to make a, a journal of gratitude, a journal yeah. where here's, I, want, I just want you every day to go and write one or two things down. Uh, like that, developing that attitude of gratitude? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and really begin to thank God for these things and recognize they're coming out of a heart of mercy. We don't deserve these good things. Uh, but in God's kindness, he has brought about many blessings that are even unfolding right now in the moment of distress. And so I want I want to really point people's minds to that end. Um, I may have them read and journal on Psalm 71 and how they might relate to it or how they may be uh, frustrated by it even. You know, I just want, as we've said before, Hebrews 4.12, the Bible exposes the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Mm -hmm. So when people are journaling the Bible, they may resonate with it. They may find comfort in it. They might find encouragement, but at times they may feel distant or disconnected from it. And if that's happening, I want them to write about that so we can talk about it in counseling. So something you said to me earlier this week that uh, really stuck out was just in our normal ABC meetings, but we kind of got on counseling and you had said sometimes it's not about just every session jumping to a new scripture or something yeah. new, but really just allowing them to sit in this and really meditate on this scripture and, and go to the Lord with it. I feel like now that from hearing that earlier in the week and mm-hmm. then now we're here on Psalm 71, it seems like that this is like a great passage to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that what you, I mean, can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit, what you're telling me? Yeah. So a lot of times in counseling, if we're, if we're not careful, we, we kind of put pressure on ourselves to have something new every t- single time mm-hmm. that a person comes in. And so we're just sort of bouncing from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a very good idea to, to slow down, pause, and just let people marinate in the same thing mm-hmm. uh, over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, because those truths, you know, they may get it in that hour, and as soon as they walk out the door, it's it just disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think it's a good practice to to make sure that we're coming back around to the same things continually, so that people uh, are assimilating that, and the Spirit can really work that deep into their hearts. Mm-hmm. And I think Psalm seventy one would be a great, a great passage to do that with. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's good marinate that's the word <laughs> i'm like you see how he says it, and i can't articulate it as well as jeremy can so i'm glad that we now have it recorded so <laughs> go back and write that down um you also put in in this particular psalms in the in the book that uh, to write a personal psalm yes so tell me a little bit more about that like what would that look like yeah so um i think most of the psalms kind of they have a, a bit of a of, of a cadence to it mm-hmm. where maybe in the beginning there's a lot of desperation and calling out to god uh, in this one in particular there's just a lot of remembering of the past then there is um, usually a transition somewhere where their minds really become fixated on the truths of god and the promises of god and very often these psalms conclude in worship and in praise. And so I will ask people when they are, uh, I will ask them to write a psalm and try to formulate their own personal psalm in that same way, where it starts out, Mm -hmm. maybe they're just being uh, desperately honest before the Lord, crying out to Him. Then they're remembering promises from Scripture, promises from the past in terms of how God has worked in their own lives. Uh, And then at the end, even if they're not feeling great, go ahead and in that psalm include... Uh, praise to the right. Lord, yeah, um, and that just gets them again. It, it's really a, it's a couple of things. It's it's helping them learn uh, a, a certain way of prayer because that's what the journal could be. When I'm walking with people, for example, through something like grief, uh, a really tough emotion or a really tough uh, experience, because it's just up and down, right? 
you know, this idea that you kind of go through certain stages and once you get to acceptance, we're good to go. That's just not the way grief works. Right. Uh, it's up and down. And so I, it's not unusual for me when I'm Yeah, it's working. not linear. It's not linear at all. <laughs> yeah, no, and no. I want people to know that because, you know, a person can feel, man, I've had a good couple of weeks and then week three feel like they hit the bottom and they, they're they're fearful that they're starting all over. And that's just right. not true. Yeah. And so what I will often ask people to do is start a, a journal, a grief journal that's filled with Psalms mm. um, and do that for six months, you know, every few days, every day, if, if you want to. And at the end, you know, when things do begin to get a bit better, they can go back and just see uh, in in real time, how the Lord was working in the ups and downs in their lives, and it could even be something that they hand off to children or grandchildren yeah, yeah. just to show God's faithfulness in the time of difficulty. Talk about leaving a legacy, right? Yeah, the legacy of somebody's life in Christ. Yes, and and being honest. You yeah, know, there's a lot of pain there, but you're also in that pain remembering uh, what's most important, and that's God and His character and His faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge, and you know, it's interesting about the way that you kind of laid that out um developing somebody's own psalms is realizing because a lot of times a lot of people will come in and they're so uh at odds with their situation and circumstance and like something you said earlier they can't see the lord in it mm-hmm. and what you the cadence um or rhythm or flow that i see in the psalms can very consistently is the, the psalmist is usually acknowledging the situation the the weight of the circumstance the impact of the circumstance or situation and then it's like you kind of see this real-time picture as you read where the soul gets the psalmist's soul gets to the end of themselves and then they realize that there is something even deeper than themselves and that's Mm -hmm. the lord and his word and that's what they appeal to like you said appealing to his character from verses 21 down to 24 and just how and really helping the counselee realize like this is the this is how you habitually get into Mm. working things out with the Lord. Yes. Uh, Because oftentimes they get to that point in their circumstance and they can no longer see the Lord. That's right. That's right. So that's a a good work as far as, speaking of a growth assignment, that's, that's that's how they develop, and that's that's really what I think turns or is a pivotal point in the counselees, um, kind of now reorienting their focus vertically. Yes, and it's very easily seen in the Psalms. Yes, yeah, it's good. That's awesome. Yep, there you go. All right, <laughs> I feel like that wraps up. Thank you guys up, for right? uh, listening in. No, right? No, that's good. Um, any any concluding thoughts, Shauna? Being you're on the uh, ones and twos. Yeah. What do I do next? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Well, thank you guys for listening again. We just, um, with this little mini series of Counseling Through the Psalms, we just wanted to, uh, again, thought it would be practical to to give you guys some tips on how we would use uh, these ABC resources in the counseling room um, and how practical they are uh, and how God's word really is uh, applicable to people's situation. Because oftentimes, again, uh, counselees are coming to us and they just cannot see beyond their circumstances or situation or the the pain in their souls and just all that plight and uh again the psalms is the emotional handbook if you will of god's word of the human soul and how they work with that stuff so anyway thank you guys for listening and we will see you guys next time <laughs>